0: like this podcast. Check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at studioredmedia.com. Welcome to QT with RT. I'm Ryan, I'm Todd, and today we're talking about Breaking Bad. So one of the things that we've got a lot of time to do, thanks to coronavirus and staying at home or even though stuff is opening back up, me and you have still been sitting more at home than some people have, Yeah, is we've gotten a chance to watch some TV as we told people to do back in the day. Uh, And one of the shows that you've been watching is...
1: Breaking Bad, AMC's titular show. I mean, think about it. The shows, the two shows that they ever... like. Because AMC did not do shows. They did not do original yep. programs. Yep. It was all American...
0: Movie classics.
1: Movie classics. And then the two shows they greenlit was Breaking Bad and Mad Men.
0: Yep. And Mad Men was first, I think.
1: Mad Men... I mean, they came out at the same time. Did they really? Yeah. So, because uh, I remember they were doing promo pictures and Brian Cranston in the interview was like, yeah, I felt so dumb because they had me in like my underwear and wearing a... <laughs> like a chef cook outfit and all that stuff and then you have john ham who's like handsome in a full suit slick like back and john Ham's like what's your show about (laughs) and so it's like yeah that makes sense." like uh mad men is like an easy buy like it's about you know the 60s about advertising and all that stuff it's like oh yeah any show would buy that yeah it's a little harder to say High school teacher gets cancer and then becomes a meth kingpin. Yes, "Mm, yeah. Uh, Because like they shopped it around to like HBO, FX, and FX had picked it up, and they were about to make it, but then they had to cancel it uh, for some unforeseen circumstances. Probably a change of management. management. Right, the
0: president of the studio does meth. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's just a little too close to home. Uh,
1: I can't do that. Um, And then uh, and then AMC picked it up and easily their most popular show of all time
0: yeah oh for sure yeah i mean Mad Men definitely was very popular was at the hit, beginning yeah. but i feel like breaking bad then i mean well it became like the number one show in the country didn't it
1: yeah it's it is to this day the highest rated imdb show like it like that was a whole joke of, by the end of game of thrones that the imd rating overall of game of thrones went down and so someone did the meme while saying "I won," like, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that was great. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's also one of the, we're going to look back on Breaking Bad, and it's going to be one of those shows that now people, I think, even now people are saying it. It's like they know how to end a show. Yeah, and if anything, like Game of Thrones might be a good example. Of Game of Thrones is a weird one because that's a show that like they should have had a couple more seasons. Yeah. They wrapped up too quickly. Yeah. You know, and that, you would never hear that. It's always. Yeah, which
0: is, you know, fascinating just in the sense that um, I feel like the guys that made it could just have handed, I think they were just done making the show. They were, yeah. But I don't think the, and, well, I think the character, the actors were too. So that obviously, but I was going to say, you could just pass the show on to different people. Yeah. You know, like HBO yeah. could have just brought in new showrunners. Yeah, I mean. Um, but I- obviously if you, you know. You have to keep the actors, and yeah. I think I think especially Kit was like ready to be done. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, which I don't know why. I mean, they were getting paid so much money. <laughs>
1: yeah, they were getting paid uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. All these episode. all
0: these people who want to leave super successful franchises <laughs> because they're like, I'm ready to do something else. Yeah, I'm like, suck it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're working on the most successful TV show currently being produced yeah. in the entire world. Most <laughs> streamed show, most illegally downloaded show. Yeah. Literally the show that's made your career and you're getting paid millions of dollars and you still don't want to do it.
1: I mean, you, you watched the behind the scenes of like the last season. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work. So yeah. I, I, I get where like, because like Kit Harington too also did a lot of his own stunts and stuff. Yeah. So like, just like the Battle of the Bastards alone, like him like running through and then yeah. um, uh, the Battle of Winterfell, like it was.
0: Yeah, but he was getting paid for it. <laughs> I mean, I would understand yeah. if like the PA is yeah. like, this is a lot of work. Yeah, I'm only getting paid like two hundred dollars a day to do this.
1: I mean, that's definitely his privilege is showing because like everyone else who like the extras who have to stay in the cold and just be a dead body
0: are month, so excited. They're
1: so excited and they're getting paid not even like a scratch compared to. Him. Oh,
0: they're probably getting paid like a hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly, a day. <laughs> To sit in the mud.
1: To so sit in the Irish cold mud. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> it was just
0: funny to me when somebody's like, usually shows would k- keep doing seasons when mm-hmm. they should stop. Yeah. That was kind of the problem of the 90s, right? The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Or <our> Friends. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. there's so many shows where it's just like, okay. Yeah. You run it. The, the whole jumping of the shark thing. That's where it came from. Was, I think how I
1: met your mother was kind oh, of like, oh, yeah, too. for yeah. sure. But yeah.
0: I mean, like Happy Days yeah. was like, that's yeah. where the whole phrase comes from. Yeah, they ran out of ideas. Yeah, Fonz actually jumps a shark on his motorcycle, yeah. which is it's...
1: funny because we're watching a community again, and and Abed uh, Abed says to Troy, he's like, "Uh, and this is kind of jumping the shark, isn't it?" And then Troy is like, "Well, there was a show called Happy Days yeah. where they literally jumped the shark, and it was awesome." <laughs> <laughs> he like runs out crying, but that's like, yeah, that's where that comes from.
0: Uh, so then it's like shows was more like can we end it at the right time right which is definitely what breaking bad did yeah and then now they perfected it and now it's almost like let's end shows early yeah
1: yeah now like if you're a bbc show i mean they've always been doing that like faulty towers had four episodes <laughs> but all, i right, d right. crowd right. had three seasons or whatever yeah um, and
0: then each season only had like six episodes yeah so <laughs> <laughs> they made like a total of like less than 20 episodes and American television yeah. is like 32 or yeah, 28 you, or something just if you ridiculous. want an
1: example between british television and american television just look at the office the british office and american office american office nine seasons british office two seasons yeah four episodes in between um yeah so uh breaking bad um stars brian cranston yeah for from, people who don't know from malcolm in the middle fame he's yep. also the dentist in uh, seinfeld oh and um he definitely was a comedian very goofy funny guy yeah he's and, the dad in malcolm exactly in the middle. and that was kind of everyone's reaction the dad from malcolm in the middle like yeah and in hindsight it's like oh of course like Totally makes sense. His whole yeah. character is—he's this nerdy high school teacher that has a second job working at a car wash. Literally, the very epitome of like our school system, our health system, failing evidence. us exactly. Finds out he has cancer, and to pay the bills and to leave his children with money, he becomes a a meth cooker. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, he
0: takes his his chemistry knowledge. Yes. And goes and creates and cooks meth yes. with one of his former students, Jesse.
1: Jesse Pinkman, played by Aaron Paul, who literally had done TV commercials and that was it. He had done like a like the Pops cereal. Oh really? Um, yeah, and he's like this, like ah, There's a string in there. He might have done like a a a fruit uh, like a fruit fruit roll up, fruit roll up commercial, and so that's all he had done. Wow! And and, and, and then. Blew up. Because, yeah. Wow. And uh and they were originally going to kill off Jesse Pinkman at the first season, but then the writer strike happened. And so then they had to wait. Wait. And so um, they filmed like the first couple episodes, I think, and then they had to wait for like half a year or something like that. It was a long, it was a long writer's yeah. strike. Yeah. And then uh they completely rewrote everything and we have the perfect show, which is Breaking Bad.
0: Yeah. so So how many times have you seen it
1: um this is my second time watching it so So i
0: watched it when it was coming out yeah well not when i i watched like the first three seasons Mm -hmm. on amazon or netflix or something wherever it was and then i then watched the remaining seasons as they came out live yeah um i haven't gone back and watched it yeah i did i have watched el camino the Mm -hmm. uh like the netflix movie yeah the netflix movie that kind of wraps up jesse's story um and then there's also Better Call Saul, made by the same showrunner mm-hmm. and writer. Uh, Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan. I have not watched that, but you
1: have. Yes. And it is, I would say Better Call Saul is a better written show. Oh, really? Yeah, which is saying a lot because Breaking Bad is fantastic. Yeah. But the thing with Breaking Bad that makes it so good is the like setups. Not necessarily like the wordplay in between. Because like Better Call Saul, his whole thing is that he is this snake's oiled man, you know, right. type thing where, um, everything he says, like even Jesse Pinkman says it in Breakman, If you want a criminal lawyer, you need to get a criminal lawyer. You yeah. Know, like <laughs> hey, he needs to be a criminal. And so, uh, better call Saul is really the breaking bad of seeing a good lawyer become.
0: Bad. An evil. a bad Yeah.
1: Man. I mean, he's, he's kind of the black sheep of his family. Like his brother is like this well-renowned lawyer and all that stuff. And he's like all oh, this black man and uh and the end of season, not this last season, but the season before that, we get to know where Saul Goodman comes from, yeah, because there's this moment where like he looks like he's kind of turned the leaf and he's a good guy, but there he tricks everyone, and it's this moment where he's talking with like his girlfriend, and she's like, "Aren't you gonna be like good?" And he's like, "No, he's like uh, and he turns around and he goes, Saul Goodman." And so it's like, it's all good man, Saul yeah. Goodman. And that's, he's going to go under a different alias because his real name is something different. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's great how they tie in that and yeah. then watching uh, Breaking Bad see how important his character what is. What
0: happens with Saul in Breaking Bad? Does he go in the van and get, and get like. Yeah.
1: So that's the whole start of the show of uh, Better Call Saul is him in his new life. Like, he's working at uh, Cinnabon in a mall in, like, Minnesota. Oh, interesting. And um, he... Because it show's, like, black and white. Yeah. And it's, like, the future and all that stuff. And, like, definitely tell, like, someone's found him. Oh, interesting. And so, like, that's... The whole show is of, of Better Call Saul is I think we're gonna find out what ultimately happens
0: to him. I Gotcha,
1: and we're also it's a prequel, but also an epilogue of what yep. happened. So yeah, because that was the whole thing is like at the end of season five, I think they all they all busted out of there. Yeah. So uh,
0: okay, so uh, what are your thoughts on Breaking Bad? Watching it again, knowing how it all goes, having watched Better Call Saul, having watched El Camino. Even having some distance between the last time you watched it. What's your thoughts then on it now that you're going back and watching again, having some time in between, having watched El Camino, having Mm -hmm. watched Better Call Saul? What's kind of your, any new appreciations for the the craft of storytelling, the craft of TV productions, screenwriting, Um, anything that you've kind of noticed from it that we could share with our wonderful listeners, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. me when I'm driving to Atlanta? sometime next week and i'm listening to this <laughs> uh yeah i would say uh there is immense power in
1: simplicity like it is the simplest story it's, it's literally what i just said it's a high school teacher who's goody goody and i mean he even says it in the very first episode if you want to know how the whole series goes he's describing uh, a chemical and how the chemical, because of the reactions and the things it does, becomes something completely new, and and it's just this little moment of him talking to his high school teachers, and he describes what or gonna, students, high school yeah students, and it's he's describing what's going to happen to him. Wow, that's a, to, through chemistry within the first like couple minutes of the show,
0: which is also kind of amazing. Yeah, that.
1: Uh, yeah, it's 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 brilliant. And so it's just like I think there is nothing. There's never like crazy huge things that happen in the show. Like um they don't have big battles, there's not these huge raids, there's not, you know, like everything with doesn't really involve any more than like the biggest thing that might happen might be like 12 people at once.
0: It's not like Narcos where it's this huge.
1: Yeah, where it's like a shoot up and this it's huge this huge kind of epic it, tale. Exactly. Um it's a it's a cat and mouse game each season with walt and whoever he's dealing with every single time i mean him and tuco in in season two it's him jesse and tuco and they're out in the middle of nowhere and hank is looking for them because walt's gone missing and it's just nothing major but it's one moment that affects the next season And the actions of season two affect the end of season four because that's when the uncle with the wheelchair, you know, he's there at the end and uh, it's just great stuff like that. And so I think um, you can have compelling, incredible stories without a huge budget because that's a show that I really feel like anyone can make more than just about any other show is Breaking Bad get some chemical stuff other than maybe some of the explosions and some things he does for the most part. It's a lot of really simple lighting setups. a lot of really simple dialogues
0: between him and Skylar. Yeah. You know, the set pieces, like the locations aren't a ton. They're not, they're not crazy big or, and they kind of use the same ones throughout. Like, like I don't remember what season it is where Gus has made him his lab. Yeah, in like kind of like the basement of a factory. Yeah, season three, and it's like yeah. all takes. I mean, so much of that show then takes place in that one scene, one area.
1: Yeah, yeah. Season one and two is um, him and uh, Tuco, which is like this crazy kind of drug lord who um, he's just insane, um, but he connects us to the the Mexican cartel. And then uh, season three is when he gets involved with uh, Guzman Fring, Fring, uh, Gus. And he uh, has ties to the Mexican cartel. He's kind of like head of North America, like the American division while the cartel's down there. And there's definitely a lot of uh, butting heads and stuff like that. And we find out his story. Does he get along with the other guys? Well, he hates them because him and his brother... Um
0: they killed his brother, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. And it was the guy in the wheelchair that killed his brother. Oh, uh, okay. And so like the whole story of Gus like wanting to essentially take over everything. And so he goes and wipes out the drug cartel. Spoiler alert. Goes and wipes everyone else out and he's super you just see in that episode how detailed and smart he is and how he thinks five steps ahead. And um and then that leads into um him wanting to kill Walt. But Jesse is like, no, don't kill Walt if you kill him. But Walt could have just easily walked away. He was a millionaire by that time. By the end of season four, he has his money. All you need to do is quit, walk away from everything. He would have been fine. But now his thirst for power and for everything came across as him being like, I'm afraid for my family. But Gus had said time and time again, like, Just quit, sleep, done, because he knew if he killed Walt, then Jesse wouldn't cook for him and he wouldn't have any cook. And so uh, it's just interesting how Walt manipulates things to his advantage. And so now in season five, the arrogance of his choices are ultimately going to be his downfall because time and time again, he's gotten what he needs. Like they did enough through the seasons where it's like he needs to keep cooking. He needs to keep doing things to survive and live. But I mean, he had won. He was clear. Could have gotten out of it. Yeah. Best possible situation. So, uh, it just, it's a show that they did a really good job of, you can have a map, a roadmap for how you want your character to go. And then you create problems and solve. That's really all you have to do for each season. Nothing any more complicated than that. It doesn't need to be like, all right, how's this? You kind of really just create a scenario. Okay, how would Walt get out of this? And then you figure that out. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Very simple. You have your characters. You know what they are like. You know their strengths and weaknesses, and you just build from that. And it's a great show to see how when you have a good blueprint and a good foundation, you're going to have a fantastic product by the end of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how would you um, use that then for for our show that we've talked about doing with the guys who all, like, want to be, like, competitive esports players together?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: So apply that to an idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Silicon Valley kind of did the same principle of, like, creating... Like, you have what your end product is. I would say, um, if you want to see a comedy version of Breaking Bad, probably Silicon Valley is a good example of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely would say, what's the end product goal for these esports guys? Right. To be the ultimate, right? So Or is it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's yeah, the what, thing. It's
0: almost like, what's the end for their character development? Yeah, yeah. Where do they start and where do they end? Yeah. And so, uh, I think... Yeah, so he starts as a teacher and he ends up. Yeah. He ends up in the end of the show. Spoiler alert. Right. Like dying as this huge criminal sought yeah. after by but the entire of people. I think what FBI. also uh,
1: helped with Breaking Bad, why it made it a good show, unlike maybe some other shows that kind of left a bad taste in our mouth. Uh, I will stand to this day. I don't care who you are. I still think the end of Breaking uh, Game of Thrones is better than 90% of television out there.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some people who are like, I'm done with that show <laughs> yeah, just like, because of the ending. I'm like, oh, come on.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, it wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't. The good guys still won in a way, um, which is what we all want. It's just not your actual person won. And so I think the the problem with that is Breaking Bad, we knew from the beginning where it was going. Right. We knew that Walt ultimately had to die. Right, and that was either from the... cancer or from yeah. getting killed. Yeah. And even like narcos in a way kinda had that. Yeah. You know, like we're seeing the 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 rise and fall of this character. Um Godfather had yeah. that and all that stuff. So we have a blueprint for those type of shows. I think um if you're going to go with a comedy, you want ultimate rise. You don't really ever want to fall. In a like a in a good yeah. like especially well, if you're rooting for that character.
0: Yeah, I guess I was thinking of something though like Dumb and Dumber where like the whole thing is him trying to get this girl. Yeah. And then in the end he rescues he frees her husband <laughs> and he doesn't get the girl. Yeah. You know, and then even a bus full of models show up <laughs> and ask them if they want to ride with them, and they say no. Yeah, yeah. You know, probably. and they even as they leave, they're like, man, yeah. two lucky guys are going to, like, get to work with those girls, you know. But I think it works because
1: they're dumb. Like, that's the whole yeah. point. It's like, we we have the outline of who they are.
0: Right, but I guess that's sort of what I'm saying. I guess, you know, it's like, really, their friendship was sort of the beginning yeah. and end. Yeah. Um, But there is, a, there is sort of, if you write the show right, I feel like there can be a lot of humor in a comedy that, like, the people don't go the way they think, you, yeah. you know, or they find that like, they don't care about being esports players. They care about something bigger and more important, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're about to, I'm about to ruin a couple shows for people. So I apologize. So like um, the end of the office, they all kind of, get what they want, right? At the yeah, end of it, you know, right. Jim and Pam finally reconcile and he goes on, gets a great job. Uh, Dwight is head of the office, but he's good now. You know yeah. the character yeah, development. Yeah,
0: yeah, Dwight finally becomes the manager, yeah, which he's always yeah. wanted. So uh, yeah, Jim it, literally in the first episode, he's like, I don't even know why I'm still here. Yeah. And yeah. then Pam walks by or he sees her or something yeah. and it's yeah. like, Oh, he's here for Pam. Yeah. Now that he has Pam he can finally leave. Yeah. Yeah. Steve so, Carell, I mean uh, Michael Scott's Finally got his family.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, that's a good... And then you have, like, um How I Met Your Mother, at the end of that show. Ugh. The whole point is we wanted to see how we met the mother, but ultimately that's a clip note to him getting back with Robin, which is so wrong. Yeah. You know, like, in so many ways, like, it might have worked in the first season if the show was only one season long. Yeah. Because I love... Or like, if
0: they had, like... uh like alluded to the fact more obviously, yeah, that like that was what was going to happen, yeah,
1: because like by the like third season, him and Robin were not I right. Think well, at right? Well, and all. then
0: she ends up marrying Barney, yeah,
1: and that was seeming. And to there be was this more... whole
0: and the whole thing, <laughs> that whole season when she's marrying Barney, it's all about Ted yeah. and her like letting go of the yeah. idea of them ever being together. Yeah,
1: well, and like. They're like good together. Yeah. And then it's like in the prologue, they're like, Oh, by the way, they, they ended up getting divorced and yeah. his true love is his daughter. What? Yeah. Um so yeah, that's just a show that completely fell apart. Yeah. Um Friends, the way that ended, uh Rachel and Ross get together. Right. Which is what everyone wanted. Yeah. Not to say it's good by any means, but like like That's, I said,
0: that that show just should have ended like season five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed they, to going to like season 10 or yeah. 9 or whatever they did. You should
1: did. watch uh, Honest Trailers for Friends. They they did the whole show, and it's so funny because they are like, here's this person, this person, and they just show all the flaws of the show. It's yeah. amazing. But essentially they're like, and Phoebe, like, whose mom, like, committed suicide, but we actually find out that her real mom actually just didn't want her, and her dad, like, ran out on her life, and her sister, like, used her name as a, you know, pornographer and all that stuff, and it's like, we'll just call her the weird one. <laughs> She's funny! Uh, it's, like, it's like, she has such a tragic backstory. You know, it's like, ah. But, um yeah, so there's a lot of shows that, like, with comedy, we want our feel-good friends to win yeah new girl nick and jess end up together that's right. what we wanted right no matter how deflated that show ended <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Talking about <laughs> another show that missed the runway
1: Ooh. yeah so i mean the problem is a lot of shows they just end um and so i think with the esports show if we were gonna go that route and it's gonna be comedy we gotta like it needs to end by like season four or five like you have shows like uh it's always sunny that can kind of live outside of itself because it doesn't take itself seriously and there's no character development. Right. The so show literally can go on forever. Right. So if you are creating a show that you want to last forever, make sure your characters are unable to change. Yeah. Like that's the whole point. It's like, I didn't even watch uh, Big Bang Theory, but like every time I would like, go and like see what's happening in the show i'd be like i don't know what this show is anymore you know it's like it's like leonard's married and has kids like what's happening yeah. you know it's like i don't know this show at all it used to just be nerds um and so now
0: it's nerds with families <laughs> it like
1: breaks all the stereotypes of like what it, the whole premise was like nerds are supposed to never get together but now they do. Um, and they make great parents. <laughs> uh, all I know is they make a lot of money for the network. Uh, and so, yeah, I, th- I think it's important to know what your show is going to be. Yeah. Like, what is your blueprint? Uh, with a drama like Breaking Bad, it is doing the narrative of Godfather. Right. Um, where yeah. he wants to essentially do something for his family. Yeah. That's kind of the principle of the Godfather and Breaking Bad. This is for my family. I don't actually want to do this This is for my family. And by the end of it, it's like, no, I want to do this. Yeah. I am God. I am King. Yeah.
0: Now, that's an interesting because I actually think the Godfather is still – I mean, Michael Corleone definitely has his own personal ambitions and deviousness to him, mm-hmm. and he does become what he – was trying so hard not to become. Yeah. But I feel like his is almost more of a tragedy where like he, I think he really was doing it for his family most of the time.
2: I think Breaking Bad the same way.
0: Well, I do, but I think there's a turning point to where like you said, there's like moments where he had money and he could have walked away and he doesn't. Yeah. And I think there's moments where Michael like, I don't think Michael could have ever walked away. Yeah. Like he was constantly trying to walk away. And then people keep bringing me back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which they
1: say that a lot in Breaking Bad, which is
0: funny. They're bringing me back. They do that line. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're (laughs) like, I try to get out and they keep bringing me back because it's the parallels.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I I feel like where Breaking Bad, Walt, its character is definitely like he's drawn to the power. Mm -hmm. you know and he's drawn he's kind of he's he gets drunk and seduced almost by the power of being a a you know drug kingpin yeah uh where michael corleone like he was already a kingpin and it's like you know the whole the whole second movie is all about him trying to get away yeah and then they you know show up with that helicopter and guns and shoot everybody at the meeting and yeah you know it's this vegas stuff he's trying to like private, like, trying to, like, move off his assets and money to, like, normal, non, non-illegal businesses, and he yeah. can't, and then he's trying to get out of it his in the third movie, and eventually kills his daughter, and, you know, it's like, everything he's done to try to get out of it and protect his family actually ends up ruining it. I mean, you're talking about Breaking Bad. Yeah, I Everything,
1: know. I mean, that's the whole thing. Is but I,
0: I think, again, I feel like Walt, like, at the very end of the movie, or at the very end of, of Breaking Bad, you know, Walt goes and sees his wife, and he says... Um, I you know he says I always said I was doing this for us yeah he's like but in reality I was good at it I I did it because I was good at it and I liked it yeah and almost like I loved it being good at it (laughs) and Michael Corleone at the end of the movie dies alone yeah in his garden by himself just like you know and it's like so I feel like that's a little bit that's where they kind of differ which is actually kind of cool that it just shows kind of, even though there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Every person who tells, even though they're telling the same story, they're telling it in a different way. Yeah. And it's, like, it's always like kind of a great reminder that like, if you love those kind of stories, yeah. go tell your version of it. Yeah. And it will be different enough because it's going to have different actors yeah. in it. It's going to have different screenwriters. It's going to have different cinematographers. But then on top of that, it's just going to be a different perspective on that story. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I mean, it's, The correlations of all those stories go back to the myths and the Greeks and, you know, like the flying too close to the sun and just ultimate human story of Adam and Eve. They were in paradise and they wanted to be God. And so uh, I think ultimately stories have to be a retelling of our own history in a way of – and I think if you're wanting to tell a really good story – just kind of what are the stories that live forever? Yeah. And you know? what are the
0: stories that you love? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah.
1: put your own spin on the Samson story. Put your own, yeah. Everyone send their own spin of David and Goliath. You yeah. know, like there. I mean, is David and
0: Goliath is basically every sports movie made by Disney in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Every one. Uh, it's the American dream. You know, yeah, it's, it's like, even though we are Goliath. Uh, so, <laughs> but- uh,
0: Well, now we're hearing, we are seeing then that side of the story now. Yeah. Where where, where, you know, I mean, that's that's every movie made in the 2000s. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like how
1: corrupt we all are. Yeah, Uh, how we're
0: actually Goliath, and David is getting squashed by us. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, So yeah, I I think you know, it's it just kind of goes back to what you're making when we create a story we get bogged down by how complicated things are and we just get too confused and we want to make something so original that we lose our way. And I think it's just like the m- best stories are the simplest. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Ring is bad. Take it to mortar, Destroy Yeah.
0: Uh, those are all on HBO. So I watched them all again. Oh, I Lord had, of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Cause I hadn't seen them in a long time. So I watched all three of them again. Um, And, it was kind of amazing to me somewhat where I was like, this is a really dumb idea. (laughs) I mean, I love these movies and I love the books Yeah. and I'm like all in and I still enjoyed watching (laughs) them. But like from a story perspective, if you came and told me, all right, so I've come up with this idea (laughs) where like there's a ring Yeah. and the guy's like put his power inside of it, but he's dead. Yeah. But because the ring is still alive, he's still alive and they had to carry the ring to the, to, to the mountain of lava, yeah, <laughs> where he made the ring and they have to throw it in there yeah and I'd be like, what yeah that's your idea and what ring what's this
1: all-powerful thing that the ring can do it can turn you invisible <laughs>
0: huh <laughs> and it has this inscription on it that says one ring to rule them all <laughs> one ring to bind them you know and I'd be like Uh, (laughs) I think you should come up with a better idea. (laughs) But, I mean, it works out to be really great because, like what you're saying, it's super, super simple. I mean, there is nothing more simple than this is the bad guy's essence. Yeah. It's small and can be put on your hand or around your neck, and it now needs to be carried by foot across the entire country and thrown into the other edge. Yeah.
1: Oh, and who's going to do it? Is it going to be, like, the most powerful of all Lord of the Rings creatures? No. It's a habit. Yeah. You know, I think that's another thing is like with Lord of the Rings and with like Marvel and all that stuff, it's like our heroes are like divine. You know, they have like instant powers, they are like unstoppable. And also, there's that beauty and that simplicity in the fact of like Walter in Breaking Bad is not like he's a genius, but like most of the things that happen is by chance. Yeah. Like everything that happens to him is like he just a lucky. Thing happen.
0: Yeah, well, I just think in the first season when they are cooking out of the RV mm-hmm. and they lock the keys in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they run out of gas. Which uh, one is
1: that's a season, I think it's actually season three, they get stuck out because they Jesse's trying to put his key somewhere and he puts it in the ignition and it keeps the... The battery dies. The battery dies. That's yeah. what it is, yeah. yeah.
0: And it's just like, and there's a whole episode where they're like, we're so far out and yeah. no cell phone service. We're going to die out here. Yeah,
1: and they have like 60 pounds of meth. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. the copper, yeah, I mean, they were just out there in the middle of nowhere, and he's yeah. he's coughing up blood.
0: and Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, um, and that, to me, was just like, almost like on the reverse side of, of you know, thinking about Michael Corleone, who's like, you know, the mob, the head of the mob in New York City. Mm-hmm. And here is this science teacher whose battery is dead in his car (laughs) yeah because it's yeah in his rv because they left the keys in the ignition i mean that's just like classic like you know so i i think that's another way to tell the same story but from a different perspective yeah you know like there have been obviously stories of not frodo carrying the ring but somebody else carrying yeah who is the great champion and the person destined to do it and they have all this power and then there's the story of. Frodo, who doesn't know how to fight and doesn't know how to do anything, and all he has is, like, willpower and determination.
1: Literally, the only thing hobbits love, like, that's the whole point, is that we have the whole world. The dwarves love their gold. The man wants power. The elves long for nothing. But the hobbits are content with the little things, with food and merriment. And, you know, Thorin Oakenshield says it. If all of us were to love food and merriment more than everything else. This would be a peaceful world, you know? Yeah. And it's just like those, the beauty of the simplicity. And that's also the heartbreak of that. Yeah. It's a sacrifice of like the simplicity. He's not giving up a huge kingdom. He's giving up his way of life, his comfort.
0: Yeah. His shire.
1: His shire. Yeah.
0: So that that's a great thing to pull out of that show. Yeah. The fact that it's simple not only from a production standpoint but also from a storytelling standpoint yeah. and a great reminder not to complicate things. I feel like we've talked about even that before with like some of the um um Pixar movies about mm-hmm. how their storylines are like very simple and straightforward. Um And and don't get me wrong when I say simple I'm not
1: saying that the script is not like the script is incredible. Right. The acting is Phenomenal. Like yeah. Brian Cranston, I was like just rewatching him and the moments of like him becoming deadly serious are just so amazing. Yeah. Like the moment that he's talking to Jesse at the end of season four, so he uh he tricks Jesse into thinking so the whole thing is uh Jesse has this like kid that he his girlfriend has that Jesse like really wants to take care of he gets sick. So Jesse thinks Walt poisoned him, and so he's going to go kill Walt. And so Walt knows that Gus isn't going to kill Walt. So it's this whole thing to kind of tell Jesse, hey, Gus wanted you to think that I poisoned the kid so that you would kill me. So then that he would have his way of having just you as his cook. Yeah. And so it's this whole kind of the whole deal. We think that Gus was the one that poisoned the kid uh, so that Jesse would kill Walt. When we find out that Walt did poison the kid. And it's this moment where they find out the kid's fine. He's all great. And Walt's relieved. And Jesse goes away. And in a room full of DEA agents, Walt's wife, Skylar, calls him. And he's like, oh, my God, did you do this? And Walt goes, I won. And it's this switch of arrogance. He's all beat up. He's got bandages on his face. And the music goes to the backyard of the pool. And you see the plant that was used to poison the little kid. And that's when we get this reveal that Walt had thought about all that this. He had won the chess match. Yeah. And he had, you know, and it's just like, the way to convey that switch is so subtle, but it's so powerful Yeah, that not a lot of people can do that. Yeah. And I think that's where I go back to say, like, the show goes into legendary status because Al Pacino is so good. Right. Because Bryan Cranston's so good. Like, there are these people that need to make the show way better than Yeah.
0: Wick. Well, in the writing of the circumstances- Yeah. Is also really well done to where, um, you know, like chess is a simple game. Yeah. Using the chess analogy that, you, that you, you know, he said, like, you know, I've won the chess match almost. Chess is a simple game. The goal is to kill the king. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the game. Yeah. But the game itself to get to killing the king is very complicated. All the moves it takes to get to the king is complicated. But I think knowing, keeping in mind that your overall story and plot is simple, but then the obstacles and what the character has to do to overcome those obstacles—that's where the complicated part yeah. comes into. Yeah. But then that's also where then you can have fun with it. Yeah. You know, that's where with them um, Pixar they talk about the fact that like they try to basically like the s- the screenwriter should be sort of the god of that mm-hmm. world, and he should hate. As the gods, you should hate the main character <laughs> and do everything in your power to make the main character's life miserable.
1: Unless you're Tolkien, because his they I heard a thing that his uh, the person who embodies Tolkien is uh Tom Bombadil. Oh Tom Bombadil is Tolkien, where he has the power to save the world, but he chooses to watch.
0: Oh, interesting. yeah. So but I mean, obviously you're not going to really hate your characters, but you should you should make it like, okay. Walt's dying of cancer. What else can we do to him? Yeah. Let's make his boss at his second job. It's like miserable. Job. <laughs> yeah, miserable. Yeah, exactly. How can you treat your main character like Job? You know, so you know, I'm finding Nemo is a perfect example. You know, of like the fact that you know his wife dies, all of his babies die except for one, and that baby's handicapped. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that baby gets stolen from him, and then the only person he can find to help him is somebody who can't remember who they are. They're
1: mentally challenged. Yeah, and yep. then he
0: has to overcome his greatest fear, which is leaving the reef yeah you know and it's just like one thing after another that just keeps happening to him, bad thing after bad thing after bad thing and i think that's you know the same but that's where as a screenwriter like you can have fun with it yeah because it's like at that point then well any anything that could be bad could be fun
1: yeah yeah i uh i was just thinking this a good example of like a complex show versus a simple show um and how like fans left satisfied with Breaking Bad because all the, like, loose ends, like, they wrapped up, they set up. Like, at the beginning of season five, it's all about the the fallout from killing Gus, what happens. And so they completely explain it. Lost. Yeah. Lost was a show that, ooh, people are, I mean, Damien, uh, uh, the guy who, who made it, literally got rid of his Twitter, his social media accounts because he would still to this day get hate from Lost (laughs) fans. (laughs) Not from Mark Hanna. (laughs) No, Mark Hanna. Well, uh, you never know. Mark could be one of those people. (laughs) Why was there a polar bear? Uh, (laughs) What's the time travel? Uh, But that show, like, in theory, is one of those shows that I think so many people, when they sit down to write, it's like, I love... Just throwing out turns and making, but it's like, don't lose yourself in the process. Like, it's okay to bring it to earth. And the craziest thing that happens is you find a way to blow up a mob boss, you know, in a retirement home. So
0: Right. And then again, it's like those circumstances then allow you to have like fun. Okay. So this guy has to turn evil. Yeah. By the end of this show, how are we going to get him there? Yeah. You know, well, we're going to send him on this path and we're going to keep throwing obstacles at him. And every time he has to overcome an obstacle, he's going to slowly start doing more and more horrible things instead of good things to overcome the obstacle. He's going to manipulate people. He's going to cheat people. He's going to lie to people. He's going to kill people. You know, and he's just going to, you know, I mean, it's like the first time that they put a body inside one of those barrels that like disintegrated the body. It was like a really big emotional moment for both of them. Yeah. And by the end, they're just plopping bodies in there like it's no big thing, (laughs) you know? And it's like, and I think that's where, once again, that's your character development. And to be honest, it kind of reflects our life, right? Like a bad situation happens like COVID or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we as a person have to decide how we're going to deal with it. Are we going to deal with it in a good way? Are we going to choose to find a solution in our good nature? Or are we going to try to find a solution in our bad nature? Yeah. Or are we going to do something in between? Yeah. And usually it's in between. But how much of it is what percentage of is, uh, is from the good nature of us, and how much is from the bad nature of us? That's where we develop, and then the yeah. next time, we're going to choose something differently. Yeah. You know, and you hear people who have had ten-year-long affairs, or you know, you know, or did do drugs, or whatever. It, it always starts with this small decision yeah. that was mostly good. Yeah but got a little bad and it's eventually it's just more and more and more bad until eventually your decisions are completely bad and you're not even at all remorseful or moved yeah. by the stuff you used to do. Now you do it all the time and it's no big deal. Yeah. I've been watching a little bit of Ozark uh, and they yeah. constantly are cutting back to like when they first started like cleaning money for the mob. Yeah. And it's interesting about that too, where it's like initially he's, you know, like, he's careful with it. He's concerned about it. He's, you know, he's affected by the fact that he's, he's a criminal. Yeah. But eventually he doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't care who dies. He doesn't care. It's all about, I mean, it's just who he is now. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think that's the same thing that we have to think about with our characters. And too often, I think we try to almost like rewrite a story we've heard versus write the story that the characters are experiencing.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, The fact that, like, they have three different people who deal with death in three different ways on Breaking Bad. So, um, or the the deal with the consequences of their actions. Walt feels bad when he kills people, but he continues to do it. Yeah. And kind of doesn't feel bad after a while. Yeah. Jesse, like, legitimately goes on heroin because he killed, you know, someone. Because he sees... He sees a guy get killed in front of him. Yeah. Like he goes to like heroin and it's like depressed and all that stuff. Skylar, her old boss, breaks his neck because he refuses to pay his IRS taxes. And like he doesn't even – she's not even responsible for him breaking his neck. He runs. He tries to run away, trips, breaks his neck. Yeah. And she legitimately has a mental breakdown. Yeah. Because her husband's like going bad. And so we see the three spectrums of like – Jesse is a criminal he's kind of been in that world um and so it kind of makes sense that he bounced back but he's changed he's different um skyler is a good person and she is genuinely affected most of us would probably have the skyler reaction yeah but as a viewer we all side with walt yeah and we're all like yeah walt's who we be it's like um I mean just little things like when you run over, like, have you ever, I mean, uh, uh, one of the signs of being a serial killer is you just kill innocent animals. We normal people can't even imagine, like, right, killing an animal. So, Walt is, like, none of us would be that at all. And yeah. So, that's just another great example of, like, showing the characters who they really are and bringing that out of them. Right, eventually. because of the situations
0: mm-hmm. that we throw at them yeah. as a writer. Yeah. Well, that's a very good perspective. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you're getting a chance to go back and watch it. I've definitely thought about watching it myself. Um, yeah, it start is, with season two. It's a great show. I mean, you know, I'm I'm all about, people always say, well, start with this season, that season. I'm all about experiencing the whole thing.
1: Yeah. No, season you know? season one's great, and there's a lot, of, but like, it's like season two, is, it's just. So good. So good. Yeah. And then season three, I mean, really. Allie sat down and we watched the, uh, the face-off on uh, the end of season four where it's the climactic finale with, with Gus. And just like the last like four episodes of season four, just like peak television. Yeah. Holy cow. Like going from the cartel, everything happening down there to like uh, Walt when he's trying to get his money. And Skyler had given all that money to, oh, right. to her boss, Ted, to pay off the IRS so that they wouldn't get audited. Yeah. And Walt just losing his mind, like yeah. where's I And the music, the intensity, and yeah. even the shot, and like the great acting. Yeah, and him just losing his mind. Uh, this is so
0: good. Yeah, it's a great show. <laughs> um, uh, one podcast I listen to does um something where they go uh one cool thing oh um and uh, I thought about um us starting that so next week we're going to end each podcast with one cool thing that we've seen that we want to share with everybody Mm. but in the meantime thanks for listening folks and we'll see you next time bye this has been a studio red production for more go to studioredmedia.com